The podcast today is going to be a little bit different. Instead of talking mostly about the book, we'll probably talk very little or at all about the book. And we're going to talk about what to me was a an amazing, almost possibly a life-changing experience. And that is our trip to Japan. We just got back yesterday and people have been asking about it. And the, the main thing that people want to know is, Basically, should I go? People are kind of feeling out to see whether they should go. My answer is yes, but I'll talk about some of the obstacles and some of the challenges and and why it's totally worth it all on the podcast coming up right now. We flew back to the States, uh, into Minnesota, and we arrived yesterday at 1 in the afternoon, which is really weird because in Japan time, we left at about 4.30 in the afternoon. We flew basically all night and then flew into the sunrise, so night was very short, and uh, we were super tired when we got home. Jet lag has definitely taken its effect, um, uh, but totally worth it. Um, uh, in a couple of days, that'll all be behind us, and we'll just have the amazing memories. And seriously, I've thought about almost nothing except Japan uh, and our experiences there, because I'm really trying to remember as much as I can. I just posted a big blog that you can see um, on DaveRyanShow.com under my blog section, or just go right to the Facebook page, um, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything, and you can see a link to that blog with some pictures of... Um, our first few days in Japan. There were so many. I mean, of course, I took hundreds of pictures and so many videos. So you can see those and I'll publish some more later. So what was it like? Uh, it was awesome. We were definitely intimidated by it and, and, and a little nervous about it because we are not world travelers. We'd never been anywhere except very Americanized, very safe cultures like, I mean, Italy. You can go to Italy and you're one of a million American tourists. You're one of a million tourists anyway, and they expect you and they're used to seeing you. And if you go to the touristy places in Italy, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa or uh, the, where's the Louvre? That's in France. Where do else we go in Italy? Um, the place with all the water, and I can't remember. Um, they are expecting you and they're used to you and they speak English. Um, Germany, the same thing. Um, and then the only other place that we've been was um, France. And, of course, all around the Eiffel Tower and the Louvre, they all speak English, and, and so they expect you. But Japan intimidated us because it's such a different kind of a culture, and there's a reason for that. It has been isolated from the rest of the world because it's, been an, island, it's an island nation. And so there was not a lot of immigration or you know people leaving Japan. It's kind of been its own thing. It's an, literally an island nation and with its own very unique culture. So we were nervous about it. And uh, Japanese is a very difficult language to learn. Um, when I went to Germany, I learned enough German that I could like order food. And uh, it's so similar to English that I didn't even try to learn Japanese. So the first question that people wanted to know was, is the language a barrier? No. Yes and no. Um, but for the most part, no. It worked out just fine. Most of the time that you're anywhere in Japan, you're not conversing with people. When you're just walking down the street or when you're shopping, you're really not conversing with people. And if you do converse with a shop owner or somebody who works in a store, trust me, they're very kind. 
uh, for two reasons. Number one, they want your money. Number two, they're just kind. It's just a very polite society. So I wrote down a list to dive right in of things that are different in Japan. And one of the first thing, the first thing I wrote down is everyone is so polite. And it's true. It's just a culture of politeness. As a matter of fact, one of the really interesting posters I found hung up in the subway, I saw it many times, was um, something like, be polite. Um, you know, keep Tokyo polite. Don't be rude. And it had a picture of like somebody helping somebody find their way on a map. And that's kind of one of the things that they do is you, you when you're in public, you're polite. You don't talk loudly. You don't blare your music. As a matter of fact, Carson, my son, got asked to turn his music down by a conductor on a train. Not because he was blaring it, but because his, he had his uh, AirPods too loud. And so even though the train was not crowded, the conductor heard it when he came by and asked Carson to turn it down. And Carson did. He was kind of surprised because, you know, that would never happen in America. Um, people would just do whatever they want. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. Also on the subways, people don't talk very loudly. On the trains, they don't talk very loudly. As a matter of fact, they don't let you, they don't want you to use your phone on public transportation because it's kind of a quiet, introspective time to relax on your way home or on your way to work or whatever. So the Japanese don't want you to talk on your cell phone. There's a matter of fact, there's the sign with the slash through it that has a cell phone. Um, there is no litter. There's no litter in Japan. People don't throw trash on the ground. Um, and as a matter of fact, there's, it's puzzling. There are no trash cans in public in Japan. Um, you'll see once in a while next to a drink machine, you'll see a trash can. The reason apparently is, number one, you're responsible for your own litter. So if you have a candy wrapper or a drink bottle, you take it home and you get rid of it yourself. It's not anybody's responsibility but your own to get rid of it. That's one reason. And also, I guess there was a terrorist attack in Japan 20 or 30 years ago, and they got rid of trash cans so terrorists can't hide bombs inside trash cans. Um, another one, that you almost never hear sirens because there's very little crime in Japan. There are no guns in Japan. Everything is safe. We walked around some of the darkest little alleys in Japan late at night, and we never felt unsafe, even though there were quite a few people around. Um, uh, we just never felt unsafe. Um, uh, here's something really interesting. There are usually no towels to dry your hands in a public restroom. So if you go in the airport or you go in a restaurant, there are usually no towels to dry your hands. Why? I'm not really sure, but you either just have to shake your hands dry or you air dry them or wipe them on your pants. Um, uh, another one, uh, public toilets are different. Um, there are some that, that for the most part look like a regular American toilet, but they have a bidet and they have um, a, a button that lets you play sounds that sound like water running so you don't make embarrassing noises while you poop, I guess. So uh, there was, I can go on and on with this list. I'll try not to get, try not to get into too much detail on anyone. Um, when you take someone, when you take something from someone, you take it with both hands. For example, when you hand your credit card to a, to a, a, a clerk at a store, they take it with both hands. When they hand you your change back, it's polite to take your change or your credit card back with both hands. Or when they wrap your package, you take it with both hands. Um, you don't see homeless people in town. Maybe they exist in Japan somewhere, but I never saw anybody laying in the subway, laying on the sidewalk. You just don't see it. I don't know why. 
I can't explain it. I can theorize about it. I think because, honestly, I think Japan is a very, for lack of a better word, a very judgmental culture. And that I think it works. I think that's one of the things that works in their culture. They judge you if you blow your nose in public or if you talk on your phone or talk too loud or blare your your music or you're rude, you are judged. And I think in some ways that's a very good thing. Um, and I think that people would judge people who are homeless on the street. Now, you can tell me that's a bad thing or you can tell me it's a good thing, but I think that might be what it is. Um, uh, there's, uh, let's see, I, like I said, I don't want to get into too many details. When you go into someone's house, you take off your shoes and put on slippers. Um, we went into two private homes and they both had slippers there. And Susan, my wife, walked past the slippers and the woman who owned the home was like, excuse me, excuse me, like she was kind of annoyed that Susan didn't know to put on the slippers. We never forgot again after that to put on slippers. Um, when you pay in a store, you put your payment on a little tray. There is no tipping, uh, which felt really weird because after you ate, there's no tipping. You don't leave a tip. Whether you're in a little tiny shop or you're in a nice restaurant, you just don't tip. You don't tip the cab driver. You just give them their money. Um, you don't tip the person who uh, carries your suitcase. They just they they don't accept it. As a matter of fact, they think it's insulting. Um, here's another one: at a restaurant, the servers, when they take your order, they're pretty much like anybody else. But they don't come back by and say, "How is everything? How are those first couple of bites?" They also don't come back to see if you need anything else. If you need anything else, they might come by maybe 45 minutes later, but they do not bother you while you eat, and they do not come by to um, to say goodbye or to thank you. They just don't. You have to ask for the check. Um, another one it is very crowded. I mean, it is a very small nation, and they told me how many people live there. I don't remember, but it's basically it's roughly the size of California, and a lot of it is mountainous, so you can't there's no cities up in the mountains, so pretty much all of the land that can be populated with a city is populated with a city. Very crowded. Uh, another one, I love this. They sell hot and cold drinks out of vending machines, and they are everywhere. Um, the driver is on the right side of the car, and drivers drive... Oh, on the left side. No, the driver is on the right side of the car, so opposite than here, and they drive on the left side of the road. Um, cab drivers wear white gloves. And there are some more, but those are basically the ones that I wanted to mention. So hopefully that was somewhat interesting to you. Um, moving on to questions that people had about Japan. And I put this on Facebook, uh, Dave Ryan on Facebook. Crystal says, what made you the most uncomfortable and what did you do to overcome it culture-wise? Um, that's a really good question. Nothing made me really uncomfortable except trying to be very careful not to blow it etiquette-wise, because uh, you're always a little bit conscious of you know whether you are doing the right thing or the wrong thing. And I'm going to tell you one more thing that I think I got the impression that Japanese people look down just the slightest bit on Americans. They're very polite, but I think like just like Americans will look down on a culture like somebody here comes here from Germany and they speak with a thick German accent or they don't speak English. We tend to think that they're maybe just not as bright as we are because they're not like we are. And I think every culture would have to admit that if you're not like me, 
you're maybe not as bright. And I know that sounds weird, but that's definitely the impression that I got when I went there was um, uh, you're not exactly like us, so we're going to look down on you just a little bit. And I hope that doesn't come off racist or the wrong way, but you have to experience it. And as being a white guy who's lived all my life in America, I've never been anywhere where I felt like I was looked down just the slightest bit. I will say that when I was in France, I got some of that because they are not that friendly to Americans. They look down on us. Germany, not so much. And Italy, not so much, but a little bit. And I think it's just kind of human nature. Okay. Um, uh, Amy. Uh, no, Henry says, um, were you there for any of the cherry blossoms? Um we miss most of the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms are a big thing in Japan, and we kind of missed it. We were a little bit early. So they were blooming, but not to the point where it was, like, beautiful. Uh, what else? Lynn says, what is something that you wish you would have had time to see on your trip that you didn't? And what was your favorite part about visiting Japan? Lynn, very good question. This is what we did. All of our... Um, uh, days were guided tours, every single one, because we didn't know what to do. So we signed up for guided tours every day. Here was the problem with that. You're on their schedule. So if you wanted to take time to go into the shop or you go to the shopping or the market or whatever, we wanted to stop and eat and look and buy and shop. And our guide was kind of like, we got to go, we got to go, we got to the next thing, hurry along, hurry along. And we'd say, well, can we stop in here? And they would kind of look at their phone and be like, okay, you have five minutes. And we didn't like that, but we understood. Um, so I would say if you go, schedule time away from a guide and away from a tour group so you have some time on your own. Also, and I'm going to be real honest with you, a lot of the tours are shrines and temples. And a lot of shrines and temples were a little bit too many for us. As a matter of fact, the last day we had more shrines and temples tour scheduled and we canceled it because we just wanted time on our own. We we're going to have one more day in Japan and we said we want to do our own thing. We don't know that much about Buddhism or Shintoism, which are their religions. And as it turns out, Buddhism is not a religion. It's more a philosophy, which was fascinating, but it's another topic. Um, but we'd seen enough of all that. So by Friday, our last day, we said Let's do our own thing. So we went shopping, and we went to a restaurant, and uh, we had a great time on Friday. Uh, what else we got here? Um, let's see. Marianne Malik, who is my old intern from 25 years ago, she says, Your pictures and commentary put Japan on my bucket list. Thanks for sharing your adventures with us. Um, uh, I, I hope it does inspire you to go, because you know what? It's not that expensive. It's really not. The flight is going to be the most expensive thing. Everything else is reasonably priced. Um, I mean, there's probably a lot more expensive trips you can take. Is the extra expense of getting there worth it? Yes, absolutely. If you can afford it, go. Um, again, very friendly and, uh, and easy to navigate. Uh, what else we got here? How was the flight? It was about 12 hours. Was it comfortable? No. I can't sleep on an airplane. And um, the... No, I would say if you go, um, take earplugs and a sleep mask because all it takes is for somebody to snore around you um, or them to make announcements and uh, to wake you up. So just a little tip there. Uh, let's see. How easy or hard is it to get around without knowing the language? 
I've been deciding to know if I want to go uh, wing it or go on a guided tour. That's from Nick. Nick, um, like I said earlier, a lot of the time you're walking around not talking to anybody. So 99% of the time, you don't need to speak Japanese. Get a guidebook, learn a few phrases, learn arigato, which comes in really handy, which thanks you. That which means thank you. Um, learn to say konnichiwa, which is hello. Um, it just shows that you are respectful and you don't demand or expect people to speak English. And most of the people in hotels and restaurants do, but that at least shows them that you respect that that's not their first language. I also learned how to say uh, good morning. Uh, Ohio. Oh, God, now I'm going to forget it. Ohio shit. Gozemas. Ohio gozemas. And I think people were surprised when I would learn when I would say that because they weren't expecting it. Um, what was something you loved about Japan and something you didn't love? Would you go again? That's from Amy Pollock. I loved just the fact that it was on the other side of the world in probably the most different, accessible culture to us. I mean, listen, we could go to Afghanistan and it's a totally different culture, but not accessible to us, and we're probably not welcome there very much. So I really liked um, experiencing another culture. Um, uh, something I didn't love, probably the food, but I did love the food at the same time. At the end of the week, I was ready to like, you know, just come home and have French fries and pizza. Um, uh, but I also would not have gone to Japan and not eaten the the native food. Uh, can you tell us where you stayed, at what airline, what company you use for sightseeing, some do's and don'ts in Japan? Um, okay, Brenda, really good questions. Um, we stayed at a big hotel, um, and I cannot remember the name of it, in downtown Tokyo. Um, and we splurged on the hotel because we wanted a nice one. We didn't want to stay in a place that was a little bit sketchy. And having had no experience, we wanted to have one that was very Americanized. Uh, so I can't remember it. Um, I wish I could. Um, airline, we used Delta. Uh, we used Kensington Tours, and they did a great job. They set it up for us. Uh, some do's and don'ts. Um, kind of covered those a little bit. Don't talk loudly. Um, don't um, talk on your cell phone in public. Don't eat while walking was an interesting one because when you walk out somewhere, in a think about the state fair. Think about if you went to the state fair and the rule was don't eat while you walk. Well, that would make it really difficult. What do you do? You stand there by the stall, by the food stall, and you eat. And you don't walk. And you really can't even really drink while you walk um, because they just think it's rude. And you also don't blow your nose. They say you can do anything that brings anything into your body in public. Like you can sniffle. You can sniffle in public, but you cannot fart, burp, or sneeze in public. It's or fart, burp, or blow your nose in public. It's very rude. Uh, let's see. Oh, Japanese water. Yeah, the water there is fine. Uh, there's quite a few questions. Um, uh, was it hard to find your way around with the language barrier? Nina says, no, not really. Um, uh, what made you choose Japan to travel to? Carson basically said, let's go to Japan. We're like, no, we're going to go to Wisconsin Dells or Colorado or somewhere easy. But we kept coming back to Japan. And then we finally just said, you know what? We're not getting any younger. I know a lot of people half my age who've done a whole lot more traveling than I have. So let's go. Uh, Mao says, did you try the Wagyu beef while you were there? No, um, we did not. The, I, I was very interested in anything, and I wanted to go in the market and eat 
raw fish and raw this and this and squid and blah, blah, blah. So we did a lot of um, interesting foods, but I did not have the Wagyu beef. Um, other things. I'm just um, scrolling through here. Uh, how weird is the food? Can you get American food there? Yeah, you know what? Carissa wants to know. That's a really good one. You can eat weird food or not. Um, there is very palatable food, but you have to kind of look for it. There's also KFC and McDonald's, but nobody wants to eat KFC and McDonald's all the time. Um, we had pizza there. We had spaghetti there. Um, if you want Americanized food that's not fishy Japanese food, you definitely can get it. Um, did you ride the train there? We did. We rode the subway a lot, and we um, uh, rode the bullet train, which was really cool. The bullet train goes about 200 miles an hour. And that's where I'm going to leave you with on uh, on the podcast. I think I might have one more thing. Um, the bullet train is astounding. I don't know why we don't have it here in America because it's not a new technology. They've had it there for years and years, but we don't have it here. And I think, honestly, I think we don't have it because the American automobile industry out of which I love, trust me, I, I own cars, I get it, but I think that there is a little bit of a, for lack of a better word, conspiracy to make us travel by car and not by efficient public transportation. Because in Japan, there's no parking. There's no parking in Tokyo. I mean, you should see how people try to park. There's, um, you know how you see those boat storage places where they stack boats on shelves? That's what it's like in Tokyo. There's no room to park. And the garages that we did see are barely big enough to hold a car, one car. Um, but I think that I think that the automotive industry in America might have something to do with maybe keeping efficient mass, mass, mass transit from happening. Because if there was a great way for me to get from Chanhassen to downtown or to St. Louis Park every morning... Um, I would take that. Absolutely, I would. But we love our cars, number one. We're a culture of cars. And I don't. I wish there was a bullet train because the only thing we've got like that here in America is Amtrak. And as we know, Amtrak sucks. It's a cool novelty, but they never run on time. They always smell like smoke. Um, they're, just na they're just nasty. Amtrak is fun, but again, it's kind of like going to a carnival. It's like, meh, it's fun. But it's not something you want to do every day. Okay, I think I wrote down one last thing here. And these are reasons that you should go to Japan. I put it on my phone, so let me see if I can open it up here. Uh, let's see. Um, no. I thought I had it here. Um, okay, my tips. Here, here it is. My tips on visiting Japan. Um, get Google Translate or get a phrase book or both. We had a $5 phrase book. And I had it with me all the time, and I used it a lot. Get Google Translate because it's amazing. It's a miracle. You can speak into it. You can say, how much for the shirt? And it will think for a second, and it will give you... Here, I'll give you an example. Let me, let me pull one out for you. And I'll do that, just that exact example. Okay, hold on one second. I'm pulling up Google Translate, and I'm going to do English to Japanese. Here we go. Um... How much for the shirt? And then I say stop, and then it thinks for a minute. And now it's going to say it. Let me turn my volume up on my phone here. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Hold on. Turning the volume up. 
one more time. Okay, here we go. How much for the shirt? I just put it in the um, Google Translate. And you play that for somebody, and they're like, ah. And then they can say it back in here, and it'll translate. The Another really cool thing is uh, it's got a camera feature where you can take a picture of a Japanese sign, and in real time, it will tell you what the sign says. It's a freaking miracle of technology. I'd never seen it before. Maybe you have. I had not. So get Google Translate. Get a uh, Japanese phrase book. Another tip for you, um, decide with your family or your partner in advance how you want to eat. Carson was not a fan of the Japanese food. I loved it. So we basically compromised. We do very Americanized stuff one time and then very Japanese stuff another time. Um, start slowly, but take chances. And by that, I mean when you get there, venture out of your hotel room, but eventually get on the subway and go across town. You'll figure it out. Uh, Japanese are very forgiving and very helpful. Uh, they also do not treat us like we are the brightest people. Um, I'll give you an example. Our guide was, I said, I want to stop at one of these drink machines. I want to find out what it's like to get a can of hot coffee out of a drink machine. So I pulled out my coins and she, well-meaning but a little bit insulting, pointed to the slot on the um, drink machine where I would put my money in. Now, did she mean to insult me? No. Was I offended? No. But it was interesting that she thought that I might not be bright enough to find where the slot was on the coin mach- on the uh, on the drink machine. So there is a little bit of that. We talked about that earlier. Okay, another one. Go for a week. Because if you go for less than a week, it's just not enough time. And the jet lag is just not worth it for, for like a long weekend. I mean, it's a 12-hour flight. A week is minimum. It's not as expensive as you think. I will also say if shrines and temples don't interest you, then avoid them. The Japanese are very proud of their shrines and very proud of their temples. I found it boring, to be honest with you. Kind of like when I went to Italy and we took a tour of Vatican City. I'm not a Catholic. It bored the piss out of me. I couldn't care less about this church and why it's different from this church and this whatever. If it doesn't interest you, then avoid it. Go to one if you feel like it. Uh, Learn a a few common phrases. Um, Carry your trash with you because the Japanese don't have trash cans. We talked about that earlier. And finally, the Wi-Fi and data signals in Japan suck. We really struggled with that as people who are addicted to our phones and social media and posting. uh, It was really rough because sometimes you could not get a signal and other times you could get a great signal. But it was really unreliable whether it was data or whether it was Wi-Fi inside the hotel or the restaurant. Um, uh, It just we struggled with it. But again, you're not there to post. You're not there to you know check your uh, Instagram, whatever. Of course you will. I did. I posted all the time, and I appreciate it if you looked. Um, but Wi-Fi and data was not that reliable. Okay, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of it. Um, again, I encourage you to go. Don't be a pussy <laughs> because there's so many things you'll miss out on in life uh, if you are a little bit too hesitant. Listen, I was hesitant. I went. And we all loved it. And we are, like I said, not world travelers by any means. Thanks for listening to the the podcast. You can hear my voice is getting kind of tired. I am going to go get ready for the week. Thank you for listening. Check out the book. Oh, yeah, there is a book. Take a shower. uh, Show up on time and don't steal anything. Also, there is a Facebook page by the same name. And um, you can send me an email or a message on the Facebook page, whatever you want to do. Email to Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. 
Have a great week, and thanks for listening to the podcast. And by the way, tell your friends about the podcast if you know anybody who you think might enjoy it or is thinking about a trip to Japan. All right, take care. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.